Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Cast That Drips Blood. This is one of your hosts, Deadeye Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is... Maniac Pod. Yeah, we're having a good time. We're uh, doing a podcast across the internet today and uh we're going to be talking about the movie spree the new horror film uh so quite a bit of interesting horror movies coming out recently that was one that uh kind of caught both of our eyes so uh, we'll be talking about it but before we get into that maniac mike what have you been watching well other than the aforementioned spree you know gave that a shot uh i watched a documentary called treads about the, the man in 2004 in Granby, Colorado that armor-plated his bulldozer and then went and destroyed pretty much the people's lives who he thought destroyed his uh, over some land disputes and some fines from the city council and stuff like that. Uh, it, it is an interesting look uh, into a guy who thought he was being pushed too far. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty well done. You know, they, they had... A, a lot of uh, interviews with the local citizens, even some people that, you know, weren't in the, the shown in the best of light. They still was on there and did their interview. And um, I, I don't think the town was against him quite as much as the man thought it was. But yeah. it's still an interesting look. Um, you know, it, it, it's on Netflix now. And that documentary, it's worth a watch, especially just if you're curious about the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave that a, a 7 out of 10, and uh, it's it's worth a watch. Then right. uh, the, the next movie I watched, I watched Slumber Party Massacre 2. I watched uh, the Joe Bob Briggs version. Um, in a way, I like this one more than the original one, but it's a worse movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's a little bit more wild and kind of crazy with some of the dream sequences and stuff like that, you know, and a, you know, plus a, a drill on the end of a guitar. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's kind of a bad movie, but it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely worth a watch, especially for horror fans. Um, I give this a, a, I haven't rated it yet on Letterboxd, but probably a six or a seven out of 10. Uh, but it is worth the watch, especially to horror fans. Um, it doesn't take itself as seriously as, as kind of the first one does. The first one's not that serious, but uh, this one's definitely a lot cornier and cheesier. Um, and lower budget. Uh, and then the last movie that I watched, and we've talked about it a thousand times before, uh, 
yesterday I was just looking for a movie to watch until some people came over to the house, so I uh, turned on Shutter like I normally do, and one of the first things that pops up was uh, the last drive-in original 24-hour marathon, so I watched Sorority Bates and the Slimeball Bolorama. And uh, <laughs> that, that movie, it is bad, but there's something wonderful about it. Uh, it's horrible, but you, you can't help but watch and uh, just a good time. Uh, very low budget. You know, it's got the 80s cheese and everything like that in it. And uh, if you haven't seen that and you're a horror fan or like a bad movie fan, you need to check out that movie. You know uh, what? And I think a great double feature for this movie, it just kind of dawned on me, would be this and Night of the Demons. That'd be an awesome double feature. They're not exactly similar, but they have similar tones and could definitely play off of each other really well. Yep, I agree. Um, so check out uh, Sorority Babes and check out Night of the Demons too. That, that one's another one that, that are very, very similar. And uh, it's mm -hmm. just that good old 80s like cheese and corny films. You, you can't help but like them even though they're bad movies. Yeah, both of those are favorites of mine. I, I love Night of the Demons. That's uh, one of those 80s ones that really attaches to me. It seems to be one of those, you got like a handful of movies that you really attach to. You know, like Night of the Creeps is another one that yeah. some people really attach to. I think Night of the Demons is the one for me out of that grab bag of movies that people just really, that kind of cult 80s film that you really mm -hmm. grab onto, that one's mine. So uh, that that's all I've watched this week. Um, so did I, Dave? What have you what have you been watching? I also watched Tread. Uh, we discussed it a little bit before the show. I agree. I think there was probably you know small towns we've lived in them. I know for a fact that there's some shady stuff and some you know as uh, we might call it a backdoor deal you know sort of thing going on. <laughs> but uh, no, you know. I just don't think it was to the level that this guy thought it was. Um, and I, I do think that there was, you know, a certain degree of, like, lunacy to him. So, I mean, obviously, to do these types of things, you have to be crazy. So, um, you know, I get the whole idea of a man pushed too far, but I have, I do have a problem with those narratives. Um, because, you know, oftentimes, and this movie doesn't fall into that. It actually pretty much just says, yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's the way the events played out. It doesn't, you know, heroize him like I've seen before, but some of these will. Like, falling down, in my opinion, does. And I have a problem with that narrative, you know, of, you know, your protagonist is a guy who had a bad day and decides to, uh, you know, become violent. And I'm like, I don't really like that. <laughs> um, but either way, uh, pretty pretty great documentary. And one of the coolest things about it was the the recreations. Like, it was a very stylistic documentary. I think it was done really well. Um, next up is Hellmaster. Uh, this actually has a Vinegar Syndrome release. I watched it on Shudder. This movie's rocking, dude. I was pretty surprised. I'd heard pretty bad things about it going in. Um, and then I checked it out. And, man, I don't know if it's that I just love this type of style. I know I do. Um, but it's, it's kind of like... Um, a lot of people have compared it to Reanimator mixed with Hellraiser, and it's a very apt comparison. And, I almost uh, watched this yesterday. 
I think you'd dig it. I really do. It's a bit slow at times, don't get me wrong, but John Saxon is fantastic in it. Um, and this has some really awesome imagery. Uh, I think it's great, really. Um, very surprised with this. I would 100% buy it. You know, next time I get an opportunity to buy this for pretty reasonable, you know, maybe the next Vinegar Syndrome sale, this is one that I'll get. Um, like, it's that good. So, I might just go ahead and buy it as well. Like, it, it really is that good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. You know, your, your opinion of it may vary, but I do have it in good faith. You'd probably enjoy it. Um, next up, I watched Robert. Um, I bought the Robert Trilogy. Uh, there's two more after that that I need to get to now since I have almost all of them. Um, it's from the director Andrew Jones, um, who is known to pump out, you know, 20 or so movies a year. Um, all really low-budget horror films, usually permeating the $10 bin at Walmart, you know. I can't say I don't like his movies. I think there's a charm to them. I don't think they're that bad. Roberts actually probably would have been more like a six kind of a movie, honestly, had the doll not looked the way it did. I think there was some craft that went into it, don't get me wrong. I don't know if it was the doll maker's fault. I just didn't like the design. Um, and that seems to be a pretty universal opinion about this movie. But Robert does look kind of ignorant at times, um, and it really did take me out of the movie. But the core drama is nothing you haven't seen before, but for a movie probably made on $15, it's pretty entertaining, and the acting's pretty good. So, yeah, I actually didn't hate it. I gave it a four. Um, I wouldn't say it's worth watching, but if you're kind of like me and just have this comfort food, kind of warm blanket feeling for these low-budget horror films. I, I do think you'll get something out of it. Yeah. I watched The Jonestown Haunting next, uh, another movie from him. This one surprised the fire out of me. I'm not going to say it's good, but I will say that it's got some style, and it's way better than you'd think it is based on that title. Because based on that title, you're thinking it's going to be a one or a zero, like some real bottom-of-the-barrel stuff. But it's kind of fascinating. It's the story of a girl who... Um, you know, went through traumatic events due to a cult and uh, ends up getting going back, you know, to Jonestown. Um, and it's got some haunting elements for sure, um, but it's got a neat story that actually is played out pretty well, and the Jim Jones character has acted very well, uh, surprisingly. The visuals are good. Same with Robert, actually. They're shot well. Like, these... For low budget movies actually look pretty good they don't have that shot on video or shot on an iphone look you know they're actually filmed and uh you know there's some stylistic elements some cool neon lighting and some cool sets and stuff that i was surprised with you know i'm probably pumping up the movie more than it has coming but i actually had a good time with it you know this movie i really would have liked had the narrative been a bit more straightforward um, because, frankly, I got confused at what the movie was saying sometimes. It, it was one of those kind of dream, you know, kind of like dream logic movies where you kind of slip into this middle ground of, like, what's going on, you know, and you have to catch on to it after a while, you know, whether it's a dream or if it's reality. And I just found myself very confused at a couple different times. Yeah. So, um, but it is pretty good. And then I watched uh, Boys State, a documentary about the... Texas uh, political, you know, it, it's pretty much this thing where 
they start a brand new government as if like the United States started again. So they have to create two different parties, create their platforms and whatever and go through that. It's an interesting documentary and I do think it's actually really well made. Um, it feels almost like a slice of life type of thing. And uh, it's, it's fascinating to look at the process here, but I do think that the program has a lot of flaws, um, namely that eventually the kids get kind of bored of talking about like taxes and stuff and you're talking about like 17 year old boys that go to this thing mm -hmm. so the problem is that they don't really take it very seriously eventually and then you have like four or five really strong-willed people that are really taking it serious like too seriously and they just start trampling all over each other like crapping on each other and stuff like that and you're like well that's how the political system does work but you know <laughs> It, it just it really seems weird um so it, it kind of is enlightening on that because you're watching the system and you're like it can't be that bad oh it actually is that way you know where the you know both parties are you know absolutely ripping into each other and it's this cutthroat environment to get to the top of the political system and it's kind of an interesting look at that you know from the perspective of boys who you know, literally will be willing to cut the throat of somebody else to win an imaginary position. Imagine how it would be to be, you know, like president or governor of, you know, an actual state or, you know, the United States. So it's pretty fascinating. I do recommend watching it if you're interested in politics. If not, that's really all this movie is. So I would stay away if you're not really interested in political stuff. Um, I watched a Shutter original, Random Acts of Violence. Uh, pretty good. Uh, interesting movie. Um, it's touching on the ideas of, you know, art imitating, you know, or people imitating art and kind of that debate, that age-old debate. And um, this one's about a comic writer and someone takes his comic books of, like, the Slasher Man, I think his name was, and takes it a little too seriously. And some of the crimes that are being committed are weirdly similar to the comic books. Um, the movie has some stuff to say. Um, I think it's interesting. And I think that the statement kind of takes a back seat. But I do think that the violence in the movie is made, meant to make you feel a certain way. And it's like that one of that really realistic type slashers that makes you uncomfortable instead of rooting for the killer. So I do like that because, frankly, with me, I'm not one of the people that really roots for the killer in these movies, the serial killer movies. Like, I love slashers, but I'm always rooting for someone to make it, you know, and to feed them. So I think yeah, it's pretty interesting. Do. So, you know, I do recommend that one, though. It is a good movie. I give it a 7 out of 10. I recommend checking it out. And then I watched Unhinged. Finally made it to the movie theater. Uh, Festus is open. And uh, they're doing some... They're doing really good job with all the cleaning and the procedures. You know, I felt very comfortable um, with the experience. So, um, if you're in the area, you know, I do say that uh, I'm pretty careful with this kind of stuff. You know, I'm someone who wears a mask everywhere. And um, I, I was pretty comfortable with how they set it up, you know, at the movie theater for this movie. And the movie was great. I was very surprised. I don't think it was all that, you know, part of it is probably that, you know, the theater experience for the first time in a long time. But I was really enjoying the movie. It's great. Russell Crowe puts on an awesome performance um, of this guy who just kind of goes unhinged. And this takes that, you know, guy has a bad day approach this ain't, you know, heroizing him at all. This this movie's pretty much like, this dude's an idiot. And, uh, you know, 
he's he's the villain of the story and uh that's pretty clear and it's interesting though because the movie actually has commentaries about how our lives today move almost too fast for our brains to be able to keep up you know when it causes severe road rage you know and the woman's actions really and her frustration really caused this in a way you know not saying she deserved what eventually happens but you know she wouldn't apologize to the guy for you know just slamming the honking horn at him and you know he asked for an apology and she was kind of rude about it and you know these types of things escalate like that in real life that's yeah. a fascinating thing you know um and the movie's message is pretty much you know because we've all been there at some point i think just you know come off rude to somebody and we're just lucky it didn't happen to be russell crowe you know so you know and it's just fascinating to look at you know that mentality it's true you know we are moving too quickly sometimes and sometimes we do need to take a step back and realize that you know other people might make mistakes and we don't need to you know completely crap on them you know for a minor mistake such as not going on a green light or whatever you know those types of things at the end of the day are very minor but it, they could become major if you let it you know fester in your mind like that you know so it's, it's a good movie though i know i went way deeper than the, probably the movie has coming but it's actually a good movie i do really recommend checking this one out if you're comfortable going to the theater, I 100% recommend seeing this. It's really good. I watched The Cleaning Lady to finish it off. Uh, fairly decent horror movie. Very similar to what you've seen before. Awkward girl who's a cleaning girl, you know, gets brought in by someone who kind of feels bad for him. You know, awkward things eventually start happening and it goes exactly where you think it's going to go from there. Um, yeah. Just this time with The Cleaning Lady. It's it's entertaining and the drama it's mostly a drama which i was kind of surprised about but the drama elements are good um other than that i've got um just a couple shout outs uh new deftones track uh new bungle track uh which is pretty interesting uh but i do like the deftones track a lot um it's really good i'm pretty excited for their new album and uh also um avengers the beta came out you know, for Xbox users, it's been coming out the last couple of weekends. Um, Maniac Mike, I think in good faith that you would like this game. Um, I'd be interested in seeing what you thought of it. Um, it's very much that loot grind type of thing, but with like an Avengers third person, you know, beat em up type combat. And I've heard some criticism, and it seems to be both ways. A lot of the criticism comes from the same people who don't like that loot grind type game, like Destiny and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, for me, the the tutorial mission was very boring, I'll be honest. But once you start getting into the grind of, you know, going for loot, you know, there's different, you know, environmental factors, so you have to adjust the loot for your, for your character. And once it opens up where you get these, like, hub worlds where it is more like Destiny, um that's when it gets really fun the last mission i played was actually a blast and i was like okay this is what i wanted from the game you know the tutorial mission's fine and then there's one after that where i was like i'm kind of getting bored of this idea you know but then it got me right back again uh so i think it's interesting i'll be fascinated to see the full game i will be getting it you know this has convinced me to to want to be sure i want to purchase it um so there's that and then madden 21 is out as well for the trial and that comes out Tuesday for those that bought the Deluxe Edition. Um, I think it's pretty good. Um, gameplay is a little different. There's a couple glitches. Um, 
but I do like the presentation and some of the things that they added, like the yard. Um, so I am pretty impressed with Madden 21. So that's it for me, though. <laughs> cool. So uh, I guess we'll start talking about the movie Spree, and I'll let you go ahead and start this one off because uh, I need to drink me some coffee. <laughs> All right. Uh, Spree is a 2020 horror movie. And hold on, I'm actually pulling up the page because I accidentally closed it out. It is directed by, and I'm going to absolutely slaughter this name, Eugene uh, Kotlarenko. And uh, it stars uh, Joe Keery, and he's most well known for uh, Stranger Things. Uh, he plays Steve on there, and that's what he's most well known for. Uh, but in this, he plays a... Uh, spree driver which is kind of like uber in this uh, film's world and uh, he's a, a vlogger and he's never had his big break you know he just wants attention he wants people to like him and he just wants people to watch his stuff and he's never quite made it and so he comes up with a way to uh, get that attention and that way is to pretty much live stream murders and then we go on a, a uh, an adventure from there. And this film has a lot to say in a satirical kind of uh, rub your nose in a few things way. It, it's kind of over the top, uh, which is I thought was a, a good choice for this presentation. And then uh, they, they really touch on some real world issues of there are people out there that take this social media too seriously. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't matter what age you are, or demographic or whatever, those people do exist. And sometimes we just need to lighten up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and they really, really touch on that from an annoying guy that sits in the back seat that wants, uh, you know, a shout out to, you know, obviously him killing on his live stream service you know just just to get that attention um you know we there's a some people that have to have that they have to have the next like they have to have the next share in order for them to be happy mm -hmm. and that's a very it, it's bad i mean you, you shouldn't need to depend on a like or a share uh to give you happiness and fulfill you uh, I agree, and they touch on, on a very real problem that is going on today. Um, and, and like I said, sometimes it's kind of a satirical, lighthearted view, uh, but they still touch on it. And, and, a, and a good kind of satire should do that. It should make you laugh, but should give you some awareness to a situation or a, you know, something that's going on for you to kind of think about. I agree. 100%. I think the movie does touch on those things. Um, and it does so really well through the first bit of the movie. Mm -hmm. I do have to say that I'm not spoiling anything, but I do think it takes the easy route and eventually makes a non-statement about things, which kind of frustrated me. I'm not even going to lie. Because the movie touched on it for so long. And then by the time the ending came through, I was like, was that what they were actually trying to go for, or did they just take the easy route with this specific plot element? I do think they grabbed the low-hanging fruit, and I exactly. 
I was, and I know exactly what you're talking about. They fence sat is what they did. Yes. They they took the easy route that wouldn't offend anybody because they didn't want to offend the live streaming generation. But I do think they ended up taking the. I agree with you. The low hanging fruit. Yep. Um, I, I yeah. I, I I noticed that as well, and I was just like, well. My first thought was, and no offense to the filmmakers or anybody in the film, was they should have had some balls here and really took this where mm -hmm. it was leading. And yeah. um, they just didn't do it. Yeah, I agree. I would have liked this movie to just go ahead and make the stance. And I don't even think it was an offensive one. I, I think the movie criticized the idea of live stream culture by, and what you were saying, I agree with 100%. And then to add that, that I think that the movie kind of criticizes the idea of having to live your life through others. Mm -hmm. You know, where your life is on display everywhere. You're constantly putting on this persona, you know, being someone you're not to appeal to your subscribers all the time. And that would get tiring. And I think that that's the message of the movie, but eventually I felt like it took a non-stance on that and then just kind of wanted to, and I'm like, What? You know, I can't tell. I don't know if it was. It could have very well been they just had to come up with an ending. You know, this needed to come out. You know, they they had, you know, delays or whatever. And they're like, okay, we just need to wrap this thing up. You know what I mean? That could be it. Yeah. But at the same time, I really do think they kind of took a, uh, uh, the kind of the easy way out. But I don't want to focus on that for too long because that is kind of a, that was my negative with the movie. Because the majority of the movie my thoughts were pretty positive i thought it was fun i agree with you i think it satirically it's very good you know it touches on a lot of interesting interesting things i think kiri was pretty good in the performance um he creeped me out this whole movie kept me creeped out bad yep. you know it was one of those movies you watch and you're really uncomfortable with it um i'm just sitting here like man if i was in the car with this guy i would leave I thought you know, about that a couple times, too. I'm like, if I had this guy as my Uber driver, I would totally leave. You know, I've never done an Uber. Um, I don't have any interest in it, personally, because these people creep me out. Um, not Uber drivers creep me out, but just the idea of getting in the car with a stranger creeps me out, like, bad. And I know that there's a bunch of safety in the, in the uh, processes, and I think that that was another, the only other minor gripe I have with the movie is that I find it very hard to believe that these events would go on as long as they were without the police yep. figuring it out because he's literally filming it. And I know that there's not much of an audience. That's the, kind of the the thing, you know, with yeah. it. But you would think pretty quick that these events, they would figure it out because these things do have algorithms you know like twitch does have algorithms just you know comb through the things on like an automatic level and see okay you know at the very least this is suspicious we need to check into what's going on you know maybe give a call or or something you know check it out investigate further but um I, i'm not spoiling anything but the events go on for a really long time and you're like okay <laughs> There's no way this guy wouldn't get caught, you know. And um, so that was another minor thing. But the kills were inventive and fun. Again, it kept me on the edge of my seat and creeped out the entire time. Um, I think it does a good job at showing, you know, Kiri's um, acting 
you know, range. You know, there's a good range to his acting abilities. And uh, I did think it was really fun overall. I, I had a good time watching it. And the style was good. You know, they created a whole app and, and stuff, and it looks great. You know, it's got a good good style with all that. So I, I did really like the movie. Yeah, I, I liked it too. Um, my, my big negative with this film was, you touched on earlier, was a little bit of the, the fence sitting. But I'll be totally honest. Some of these... Some of these found footage, and this one is in the found footage-esque type mm-hmm. films. Um, some of the filming just annoys me. Uh, you know, whenever... Because they're, they're on a live stream in a, on a phone. You know, yeah. so the phone or the camera, it's sitting in, you know, the, the floorboard of a car. And you're just looking up at a dude's face, and he's just talking for a few minutes. I don't know, there's something annoying about that. Yeah, I, I hear you for sure. I, I um, I'm on this. I, I think both of us are on the same boat where we've never really gotten into live streamers. Would that yeah. be fair to say? Mm-hmm. I, I don't get the appeal personally. You know, it's a big thing in the gaming world. I, I am a gamer, but I don't want to watch someone else play the game. I want to play the game myself. You know, I don't get the idea of living vicariously, and I don't know if that's that's the point of it, but I do think that you know some people you know watch these live streams to live that game through someone else, and I'm like, why don't you just play the game, you know? But and I'm not judging anyone who wants to watch them. All I'm saying is, me personally, I don't understand it. So I hear you for sure. Like the filming yeah. style could be kind of aggravating. I don't count that as a negative because I do feel like that is part of the streaming world that's just the lens that they're viewing it through right so for me i think it's just trying to show like a a literal representation of what these streams can be like Um, but i do hear you i actually agree with you but uh, i personally can't i don't count that as a negative because like i said um i think it's intentional and i think it's to show the life through a streamer but i do get it 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 is a little frustrating on some of that yeah it to me, like I, it, it is a negative because, as a viewer, and I know there's other people out there like this. I almost didn't want to finish the scene just because it was hard to watch. Yeah. And so I, I, I do count it as a negative. Uh, it's not going to knock much off the score, but it, it does get annoying sometimes sitting in a in a floorboard looking up at somebody. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I'm not I'm not dissing your opinion on that. I'm yeah. I'm just kind of saying my own. But I, I actually agree with you. I do think it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, uh, I, I gave the film overall a seven out of ten. Um, it, it's another look into this kind of tech based wave of horror that we're getting, uh, and it's another solid entry. Yeah, I agree. I think that this would be um, probably right in the middle of a lot of them. Yeah. I don't think it's nearly as good as Host um, that no. came out recently. Um, and I don't think it's as good as the Unfriended movies. but I, Or Searching, for that matter. Which are, in my opinion, the top tier of those. But past that, I do think this is still a really good movie. Well worth mm-hmm. watching. And, um, you know, I hope this doesn't become, you know, the next big subgenre where it's done to death you know this idea because i agree with you they can be frustrating to watch because i'm i'm frankly just not into that streaming 
type world either. Yep. You know, and, and the Skype and the Zoom calls are not something I'm particularly interested in either. You know, um, I think that the movies are cool because it shows you, you know, the eyes of through, you know, teenagers. And I think for certain people that, you know, are more invested in that live stream lifestyle, this movie is probably going to be even better. You know, and these movies might appeal to them more. But maybe we're just old and outdated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. But, uh, you know, I, I agree with you 100%, actually. I think we're really on the same page on this movie. I give it a 7 as well. Right. Um, I think it's entertaining. I think there's plenty of stuff to watch and enjoy. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, it is another entry in that tech-based horror. And if you do not, you know, like or care about them, your mileage of this movie will be a little bit different, you know. I'm not going to say this is going to be a favorite movie of mine at the end of the year, but I do think it's an interesting movie, and I think it's going to have its audience that's going to really love it. Um, yeah. It reminded me, I think this movie was actually, I don't know, I could be wrong, but it reminds me a lot of Nerve. Um, I like Nerve more. Um, that's a movie about the idea of like a live stream, and these people are dared to do certain things, you know, they get certain objectives, mm -hmm. and I think that that movie had a much better message overall about the streaming world so if you're interested in checking out you know a movie similar to this i do recommend checking out nerve um that movie kind of got a bit panned on its release and now has found a really cult following like a pretty big cult following and i did love nerve i saw it in the movie theater um and i do recommend that movie so um i like its message and i think it does a little bit better of a job of kind of speaking about it not that every movie has to have a message but the reason it's a negative in this case is if you bring it up, you got to follow through, right? Yes. You can't just touch on something and then take the easy route and then walk away from it. You know, that's kind of what I thought this movie did. Is that fair to say? I agree, yes. All right. Um, it really, it grasped for the low-hanging fruit. It didn't try to be um, better than the rest. Yeah, I think that's fair. But it's still a good movie. I do recommend renting it or, or whatever. Um, I don't know. This is one that I'd buy for 5 bucks, but I'm probably not going to you know, pay that $14.99 to buy this one digital. But it is well worth the rental. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's a good time, you know, especially if you're um, at home and wanting to watch something new, you know, which, which is a thing you know, going on. Some people aren't comfortable going to the movie theater. Um, and I, I get that 100%. And uh, so this is a pretty good time to watch, you know, if you're not willing to go. Yeah, and thankfully we're, uh, we're starting to really pick up and get some content. Um, yeah. As I think hopefully the whole world knows, uh, Bill and Ted comes out this week. Yay. And I, for one, cannot wait. Yeah, I'll be... I know we're excited. I think we have plans to check this one out. I am excited for that. Um, bust the projector out, and we're going to do an outdoor uh, Bill and Ted premiere. So, yeah, I've I am a casual Bill and Ted fan, if that makes any sense. I like the yeah. movies. I don't quite love them as much as uh, you or my uh, wife does. My wife loves these movies. Um, I can see how they, much like the movie we just talked about. I can see how uh, aspects of the films would be a little bit grating on people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it would be something you would watch every once in a while and laugh at every once in a while, but I, I can see that. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of how I am with these. It's yeah. similar with that Wayne's World type comedy where, like, I've never been a huge fan of, like, 
I think this is the best of that wave, in my opinion, of like, I, their lack of better things is dumb people doing things, movies. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, Dumb and Dumber's another one. I think it's funny, but I can't take it for too long. You know, Wayne's World, I think it's funny, but I can't take it for too long. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a whole wave of those comedies. So, come to think of it, same with Ernest. I think it's funny, too, you know, but I can't take it for too long. You know, um, just about any Will Ferrell movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, dumb people doing things, subgenre, you know. But I think, again, that Bill and Ted is probably the best of the wave of those because they're not completely stupid, um, and they're not as grating to me. But I, I do do hear what you're saying for sure. Yep. But... I hate to say it, man, and you're probably going to hate me, but I am more excited about a movie coming out next week. I'm more excited to see New Mutants because it comes out next that week. That has been a long time coming. I'm going to pre-order my tickets. I will go to the theater. It is at Festus. Uh, it's probably going to suck, and I don't <laughs> care because it's a superhero horror movie. Yep. And um, as long as it's better than like Brightburn, I'll be happy. What's up? How many times has this been pushed back? Oh, dude, I can't even count on both hands. It's been years. wild. Yeah, so it, it's I, I literally years. That, I am happy that this is finally getting released. I don't care if it's good or bad. Exactly. I'm happy that it's getting released. It just needs to come out. Yep. <laughs> so I, I hope it's good, though. You know, the movie actually was completely redone, from what I understand. Um, with, I mean, a few of the shots remaining, but... It was reshot. Um, I mean, this is all spelling doom. The likelihood of me liking this, though, is pretty high. I'm going to warn people ahead of time before the reviews. Um, I'm a huge X-Men fan, and I actually have liked all of the X-Men movies, really, including Dark Phoenix, which everyone seems to loathe. So I think my thoughts on this are going to be very different. You know, if it turns out to be bad, I do think I'll probably like it anyway. So I will warn about that ahead of time. Um, I don't think they're bad. You know, I I really don't. And it's not that, like, I, to me, objectively looking at it, I don't think Dark Phoenix was that bad. You know, I don't know if that's, like, a a, a form of bias with the X-Men movies or what. But usually I could go, I think this movie's bad, but I like it anyway. I don't feel that way with the X-Men movies. I really don't. I think Dark Phoenix was flawed, but I don't get the hate. Or for Apocalypse, for that matter. I actually really liked that movie a lot. Um, and everyone seems to hate it. And I'm like, I don't think that movie's that bad. You know, so. But either way, <laughs> I digress. Um, I'm excited. There's, It's good, though, that we're excited about movies. I'm very excited to see Bill and Ted. Um, I'm pretty excited for that, too. So. Now if we can only get, uh, you know, Tenet needs to come out. Tenet is uh, coming. And it's, it's opening in Farmington. The third, I, well, it, it, that's not confirmed, but the movie theater's opening on the third, and Tenet yep. comes out on the third. So I could, I would only imagine that means one thing. Yep. Um. Uh, I, I hope so. I, I hope this local theater, and, and that'll probably be a movie that uh, it'll probably be a, a Friday night after work. I go watch the late show of Tenet. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go uh, for sure. I'll be. Um, if it's not in Farmington. You know, if it actually opens on the 3rd, like on that Friday, I'll be honest, I'll probably go to Festus instead to watch it, so I can watch it on Thursday, because I'm off. Yeah. Um, 
So that'll be interesting. But either way, um, I'm very excited. It's good though that we we can be excited about movies again. Yep. Um, but guys, if you are going to the movie theater, I will say please follow the uh, policies of the movie theater. You know, regardless of your opinions on the different practices, be respectful of those around you. Um, at the end of the day. Uh, don't make your fellow moviegoers who love the same things that you do um, be uncomfortable, you know, going back. That's not cool. Um, not saying that happened to me. It didn't. Um, but, you know, just be respectful of the rules, you know. Sit where the assigned seating is because there's space between them. You know, just follow the common sense, you know, procedures that the theaters ask, and you'll be just fine. So... Don't, I don't mean to say anything controversial if that's somehow controversial, but just have respect for your fellow moviegoers regardless of their, you know. How dare you ask people to respect other people? Yeah, How dare it, you? Well, you'd be surprised. It, it happens a lot anymore. Um, I'm, I agree. I'm just saying, I mean, they're, they're common sense, and they're really not all that difficult to follow. Um, but just be careful. If you do go to the movie theater, which tenant, I think I will. I, obviously, I'll go. I, I've been going. So um, that one will probably have a bigger turnout, so we'll see how the theater experience actually goes with that. But yeah. basically how Festus did it was when you reserve your seats, the seats next to that were blocked off. Mm -hmm. um, so they weren't, you know, they would make sure it's six feet apart. Um, actually more, I think. So, and then you're required to wear a mask, but if you're eating or drinking, obviously you don't have to wear one. But if you're out walking around, you got to, so... Pretty common sense stuff, though. Yep. Nothing real difficult. So, either way, uh, excited for some films. Glad to see that happening. Uh, do you got anything else you want to add before we close off the show? Nope. I'm just glad that uh, we're kind of returning back to at least some form of normalcy a little bit. So. Uh, yeah, I you'd you'd hope so. Um, unfortunately, our area is getting horrible. Um, yeah. It's, it might be one of the biggest hotspots in the country. Right that's now. what I saw this morning was that we're actually in one of the biggest hotspots and one of the highest risk areas of a major breakout. Um, we're second behind Texas. So, so it's bad. Um, and, uh, but so hopefully that evens out, but I don't think that it will. Um, because people around here are just not taking common sense approaches at all. <laughs> but, oh well. Wish us the best. <laughs> yeah. So, either way, till next time, we'll talk to y'all later. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, but either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again. <laughs>